0: And welcome to Meet My Potential Podcast. This is your host Deepan Trajan, that Indian girl from Toulouse. In every episode, we bring to you inspiring guests from around the world to share with you leadership tips that you can quickly implement in your life and in your workplace. Today, we're gonna to talk about why is it important to dare to lead? Why is this topic so important today in our life? Today, I have with me Cathy Baltonic. Cathy is my colleague with whom I'm gonna be running the Dare to Lead program here in the south of France from the 5th to the 7th of may so do come and join us and kathy in fact went to the same coaching school and the leadership school and kathy has worked in financial institutions in new york and currently she lives in boston and she makes awesome cookies welcome Cathy. <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> <laughs> so, Kathy, why is vulnerability so important? Like we spoke about this, and then we decided to do this workshop here. And mm. but anyway, for our audience, like, can you remind us, like, why is this so important? Today? Yeah,
1: where do I even start? Um, so I'm curious. For any listeners, uh, were any of you brought up to believe vulnerability is a weakness? And how about if you were taught that it was important to be brave? Right. Like, don't cry. Chin up, so many expressions come to mind when I think about that. And the short answer, well, actually, Deepa, <laughs> it's what I'm feeling right now vulnerability um, as I sit and speak with you representing the amazing work of Brene Brown and her team. But I know in my soul, in my DNA, that it's what the world needs and we need it right now. And if I give vulnerability a voice in this moment, it would ask me something like, uh, who are you to represent this work? And -hmm. then I can find the whisper in me that might say, who am I not to? So vulnerability isn't really about winning or losing. That's what we tend to think about it. It's about showing up, being seen, even when and especially when we
0: can't control the outcome. Mm, That is so important. I've been running workshops in organizations (laughs) for many years now. And when I sit there and I see how sometimes we hide some of our layers, we hide Mm -hmm. some of our emotions. And I go like, oh my God, this is so important for people to really show up as who they are. And we somehow tend to think that no i keep these emotions out of my workplace i keep these emotions and this side of me away from my colleagues but then we lose touch with that humanity that is present in a person when that happens. And so when I learned that, how you have learned, you went through this training directly with Brené Brown and you are now certified. And I just grabbed that opportunity uh, and said, yes, we need to bring this work here in France and have yeah, you, these true conversations.
1: Yeah, you're pointing to something really important because the uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure that we face every single day those are not optional. And so if those aren't optional, then the only choice that we're left with is a question of engagement. Like you said, I want to sort of hide from it. I want to I hope that it resolves on its own. And to the extent that we're willing to own and engage with our own vulnerability, well, that determines the depth of our courage and even the clarity of our purpose. So when we protect ourselves from being vulnerable, That's actually looking toward uh, fear and disconnection.
0: Hmm. And we unknowingly actually create disconnection when we hide ourselves, when we hide our fears, when we hide, you know, things, the assumptions that we make, and when we don't share our beliefs with other people, kind of create a small little wall between us and the other person.
1: That's exactly right. Um, And because what you're speaking to is the absence of vulnerability, and we avoid tough. Conversations. I mean, let's face it, sometimes they're really hard. But what happens is we claim these values of honesty and kindness. We say that our culture is nice and polite. But what we do is talk about people and mm. not to them. Mm. And that's not nice. And that's mm. not polite. And It's vulnerable to have those conversations. You know, what if I hurt them? What if someone cries while I'm delivering tough feedback? Wouldn't it be
0: easier just to opt out of it? (laughs) That is not give feedback because I know if I give feedback, it will be very tough and then the other person would cry and I don't know how to manage that and therefore I don't give that feedback. I've seen that happen with a lot of uh, people I work with and then they say, no, I'm not going to give feedback because I know if I give feedback, they won't be strong enough to handle it. It's not that, you know, will the other person be strong enough to handle the feedback, but it's really about how are you going to sit with that when the other person has an emotional overflow with your feedback?
1: Yes. If I choose to not give you the feedback because I'm worried about the way you'll react, I bet you I will still have the expectation that you're going to change even though I
0: never gave you the feedback. True. (laughs) And so basically (laughs) we collect the whole list of expectations with a whole lot of people, Because we have created a big list of pending conversations with people.
1: Yep. And our brains are tricky like that. Well, I thought about it. I even prepared for it. Oh, so what if I didn't actually have that conversation? They should know, right?
0: So what happens in the absence of vulnerability?
1: Well, what happens is that people avoid those tough conversations. And uh, we need to have courage to have those tough conversations. Courage is actually the most accurate measure. Vulnerability is the most accurate measure of our courage. And I don't know about you, but I think we sure need more courageous leaders in this world.
0: Yeah, it's easy to avoid a difficult conversation. I know that in the past, when something happened with someone and I was uncomfortable, I used to just avoid having a conversation about the topic with a
1: person. Mm -hmm.
0: And it's actually comfortable because in my mind I was like, I really need to be efficient and I can't have time and space for people who take away my energy and who take away my efficiency mm-hmm. and I just want to be efficient and I right. just want to have a good day. And uh, That's right. Well, we choose comfort over
1: courage in those instances. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And you know, you said it, that is one of my favorite expressions of Brene Brown's is choose courage over comfort every single time. That's what we need to do. Yeah, because these conversations that we're talking about, they take courage. Taking risk without certainty of outcome, that takes courage. Looking someone in the eyes and speaking your truth, man, that takes courage.
0: So what gets in the way of having these courageous conversations?
1: Yeah, so that's a really interesting one. And when uh, Brene Brown speaks about that, it was not what she as a researcher hypothesized. It's not fear. Even though we feel afraid to have those, it's actually armor. Okay, look, every single one of us are afraid when we put our hearts or our heads or our actions on the line with no guarantees, Mm -hmm. right? But daring leaders don't armor up and push people away. So it's armor that gets in our way. And more than ever, we need to build cultures where this armor isn't rewarded. It isn't necessary. But, and Brene talks about this extensively, there are so many workplace cultures right now that actually reward exhaustion as a status, right? Oh, I'm so busy. You know, kind of busy is the new black right? Mm. Cultures where self-worth is measured by productivity. Yeah.
0: What are the different types of armors actually? Like what does the armor actually look like?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. You know, armor is, so back in the day, um, and I'm thinking of in Rome in the Colosseum, I used to live in Rome and I would go stand in this Colosseum, but all of these arenas used to have an armory. It was a room where people got suited up for the battle, right? And when something hard is happening, our minds convince us to hide, just like you were saying. We start wondering, why do I have to be vulnerable and honest anyway? No one else is around here. And, huh.
0: And I would look I, stupid talking about feelings and these soft things.
1: Right. Although. Don't get me started on soft skills because (laughs) try this stuff out and then come back and tell me that it was a soft skill that you just tried. (laughs) It's too fluffy. (laughs) It's
0: too pink.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And it's the most important thing. But the process becomes that, you know, we start building ourselves up. We're so good at rationalizing why we don't actually need to have this. It's not them You know, it's, I'm not, it's not me here. In fact, now that I think about it, I'm actually better than all of them, right? So now I really have convinced myself that I don't have to. And this sits on wash, rinse, repeat. So the armor process, and believe me, we all have one that is our go-to, right? There's one in that big armory. It's so shiny that we just pick it up and put it on and these look like um adding humor when something isn't funny it looks like deflecting like i just did it's not actually about me it's about you um it's doing
0: anything to shield us from shame that's hiding underneath it oh boy talking about shame shame is the first one of the things that happens when i've experienced shame and i've experienced shame when you do something which is not in accordance to the norms of the society. And so yes. shame hits you then. Shame also hits you when you're openly criticized. And that's happened to me. Yeah. And when you're openly criticized in front of like, your colleagues, in front of your prospective clients, oh boy. And you come back from that meeting. You just want to like, cuddle mm-hmm. up in a blanket and not see anybody for the next three days. Exactly,
1: exactly. And then we take, we do an about face, a 180 degree turn, and march very far away from being vulnerable and being honest.
0: Oh, yeah. The first place you, we would tend to go to is like, oh, I feel horrible and I feel miserable about myself. And the other place is like, oh my God, they are so wrong. They just don't know what they're doing.
1: Right. And can you hear all the disconnection you just created in both of those scenarios?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So how do you bounce back from failure and how do you bounce back from those situations where shame hits us? Like, it's not that we go searching for shame or that, you know, it's just something gets triggered in us, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. We're humans. So, you know, I'll give you the short answer here, but it's one of the things we'll do when we're together, Deepa is really, really dive into this. We'll play with it. We'll it's like a, a, we'll give everybody a bunch of clay and they'll mold it and make it work for themselves. But oh, the very, yeah, uh, you can tell I'm excited about it. Um, <laughs> but the very first place that we need to start is being willing to deal with it, right? Being willing to feel vulnerability. We need to bust the myths that we carry around, the myths of vulnerability that might sound like vulnerability is a weakness. It's uncertainty and I'm going to engineer the heck out of uncertainty or I don't do vulnerability. I'm strong. You know, there's one little piece I want to differentiate here, which is the difference between systemic and, and relational vulnerability. Systemic vulnerability is your IT people. It's the people at NASA that are making sure that rockets fly, that are making sure that the network isn't hacked. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about systemic vulnerability. We're talking about relational vulnerability, which is all of these conversations that we've been talking about
0: right so how do we bounce back from failure because when failure happens Mm -hmm. right uh we get all sorts of triggers in us guilt shame abandonment all these kind of different Yeah, and this is so important because we say in organizations today fail fast failure is good failure is not bad because that's the only way that we can go up and innovate so How do we bounce back from failure?
1: Yeah, and I love what you just said because those things are posters on the wall. And I would challenge you to go into those organizations that say we embrace failure and talk to five people that have failed and see what their experience of that was. See how embraced they felt, right? So we actually have to create cultures where it is embraced, where people understand that we cannot innovate without being vulnerable because to innovate is to take a risk. Right. To take a risk is to be vulnerable, so we cannot decouple innovation from vulnerability. Hmm. right So
0: Are we going to look the, at tools? are we going to look at tools of how to bounce back from failure in the workshop?
1: Oh, a hundred percent. There are tools that we will start putting into action even during the workshop. And you know the, the biggest formula that I want to give you is that you're going to go into this arena that we just spoke about without your armor, but you're not going to go in empty-handed. You're going to go in with grounded confidence and your values. And what do I mean by grounded confidence? There's actually a little formula for that. I love when we can put a formula around something (laughs) as kind of squishy as vulnerability. (laughs) But grounded confidence are your skills. That's what we'll do together. Your curiosity, huh, what's my part? What does support look like? What key learnings are there? And practice, right? This is, this is time in the gym. This is building a muscle. I can't take any course and go out and expect to deal with every vulnerable situation. I mean, Brene Brown talks about situations that she still encounters today where she might reach for armor or where she finds herself in a shame storm, but she has the tools to deal with them. And we all have the tools to deal with them, but we need to practice with them. And Deepa, I love this, but courage is contagious.
0: Wow, right. it gives me the shivers. I'm so yeah. excited to run this workshop with you.
1: And oh. Dig deep
0: and learn all those tools so that we can go in brave into those arenas.
1: Yes. And if you brave enough and often enough, you will fall right? With either failure, disappointment, heartbreak, but the bravest among us have experienced heartbreak and know how to get back up and try again.
0: Beautiful. I hope you'll join us. Kathy and I really look forward to seeing you there. And Kathy, before we close this episode, would you like to share one last message for the audience?
1: I am just so, this was transformational for me, attending this, becoming certified and doing this work. You know, Brene Brown says you have to do the work to do the work. So I go through the exercises before every workshop that I lead and I learn something new every time. And for me, there is nothing more exciting than sharing this work with other people.
0: Excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you all for listening. If you have any questions, just drop in a mail. Deepa at meetmypotential.com. And if you want more details on the program, just head over to meetmypotential.com slash dare to read. We look forward to seeing you and see you in two weeks. Until then, stay cool. Thank you, Deepa.